0: everyone welcome back to who's there i'm your host allison if you're new here thank you for joining us this is a podcast where i talk to a new horror fan every week because i hope to destigmatize what it means to be a horror movie fan because most of us are just regular people living regular lives that are kind of boring but we like the adrenaline rush of being scared for some reason and here we delve into those reasons i'm so excited because if you didn't know and let's be honest you probably didn't because i didn't until very recently either that march is brain injury awareness month and i am stoked to have my friend joe on the podcast this week if you don't know me in real life then you might not know that i'm a brain injury survivor myself and to be honest i wasn't even aware that brain injury awareness month was a thing but i'm so glad it is anyways i met joe recently and it just so happened that he's also a major horror fan so it was a no-brainer to get him on this podcast and especially in the month of march We chatted for over an hour about all things horror, and especially about Joe's favorite subgenre zombie movies, which, if I'm being honest, is one of my favorite subgenres, too. He tells me about that time he met Linda Blair and how he runs into Jodie Foster a lot, living in L.A. and all. We vent about M. Night Shyamalan, and Joe explains why he loves Eli Roth, even though movies like Cabin Fever are undeniably terrible. I think I've rambled enough, so let's get into this interview with Joe Borges. Hey, Joe, how are you?
1: I I am good. I'm as good as I can be living through a worldwide pandemic. (laughs) How are you doing?
0: Oh, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, we are in a worldwide pandemic still in February 2021. Uh, Thanks for being here and spending your Sunday with me. Um, Tell everyone a little bit about yourself, where you're from, etc. cetera.
1: Um, so, uh, my name's Joe. This is like, you know, when the teacher brings you up on on, on in front of the class. Um, yeah. I'm originally actually from New York. I was uh, born in Brooklyn, but I've been out here in California for 30 years. Oh, my God. I've been out here 30 years. That's crazy. Um, I'm a uh, podcaster and stroke survivor out here in L.A. So, uh, it's I'm in shorts and a t-shirt right now, and you look like you're warm. And if I wore that, I would be sweating because it's about 75 degrees right now so there's that. (laughs)
0: Uh, I'm not jealous at all. I love the cold weather. These sweaters are my favorite.
1: I'm very jealous because I love the cold weather weather because I'm a big hairy sweaty Puerto Rican dude and I need cold like I'll sweat in the shower so this heat it's like the worst for me.
0: Uh, But at least you don't have humidity. It's
1: true. I did uh, live in Florida for like two years which was Florida is basically America's wang. It's the worst. It's just the worst. Every minute I was there, I was like, I can't wait to not be here. So I'm happy to be in California, but I do miss the actual seasons in New York. And also, thank you for having me on your podcast. This is awesome.
0: Oh, yay. Uh, Joe and I recently met through the um, brain injury survivor community online that I accidentally found. Um, Yes.
1: Yeah, we are all one big, happy brain injured family.
0: Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Florida is like an American nightmare on its own, in my opinion. Like
1: speaking of horror, live in Florida. Live for Florida for any extended amount of time. It's a horror movie. It really is.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so first things first, what's your favorite scary movie?
1: Oh man, favorite scary movie. There's so many. There there are. So I'm a bit I'm a zombie guy. So like everybody has like their genre, and my genre would be like zombie movies. So I think my favorite scary zombie movie in that genre would be like 28 Days Later. I just love that movie. I think it's perfect. I, I just love, well, it's as close to perfect as any zombie movie could be. So I will go with that. And The Others. The Others would be another uh, great one of a great favorite uh, of mine.
0: I love both of those movies. They're, um, I was living, I was studying abroad in London when I rewatched 28 Days Later uh, mm-hmm back in 2007 and we were like how did they get all those places in london to be you know like evacuated right
1: it 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 was everything about that was brilliant i have never been so fixated on the screen as i was with that movie where the first 10 minutes or so there's one word spoken it's hello over and over and over again and i have never been so engaged with nothing it was (laughs) i love it i absolutely love that
0: yeah, and then the others I watched I rewatched for the first time in a long time, uh maybe like a month and a half ago. It's still so effective.
1: It's so good. It's so good because it's creepy. I guess that's the best way. It's it's a it's like a, it's a thriller. So I'm a big fan of like psychological like slow burns and I was so uncomfortable watching that in theaters. I really was.
0: Did you see the twist coming?
1: Spoiler alert.
0: Sorry if anyone it, hasn't seen that. It's 20 years old. Get with it.
1: Yeah, yes. If, there's no spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it, where do you live? Under a rock? The movie's brilliant. Um, it, I, I didn't. And normally I'll pick up on something and I'll be like, oh, that's what this is. I, I pride myself in figuring certain things out, right? That movie, I was completely lost. And then once it <laughs> hit, I was my mind was completely blown. That's That's why it's up there as one of my favorites, because I was completely caught off guard.
0: Yeah what are some of the movies that you've guessed the twist
1: in before? Oh my gosh. Everything. Basically, like, it's really difficult to surprise me in movies because I watch so many movies where it, even like murder mysteries where I'm like, yep, it's that guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, clearly it's that guy. And then at the end, it's like, how did you know? I was like, well, all of these things, I love puzzles. I think that's what it is with me and all of these movies, it's like pieces of a puzzle. You look at like these little things, you're like, Oh it's, it's that. So um, I can't think outside of my head, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of just figuring out the puzzle of whatever movie it is.
0: Very cool. Did you figure out Get Out when you saw it?
1: No. So Get Out, I, here's what's, I love it. I love Get Out. I wasn't the biggest fan on day one because it reminded me, so people, oh, it's so inventive. It's so, it was, but then again, it wasn't. I had recently seen, and I I think I ruined it for myself, I had recently seen Skeleton Key with Kate Hudson. And it's a very similar premise. And it's a very, like, everything was really close to that. Obviously, Get Out was superior in every way. But the twist, once everything happened, I'm like, "Eh, it's a lot like Skeleton Key. So I wasn't as blown away as everybody I I was um, um, at the theater with. Everybody, oh, my, it is just the greatest. And I was like, it's really, really good but I don't think it's like Michael Jordan level horror greatness because it was so similar to Skeleton Key for me. That's just one humble man's opinion.
0: Oh, okay. I've heard of Skeleton Key, but I've never seen it. I will have to go hunt that down.
1: It's interesting. It's not great, (laughs) but it's not bad. It's one of those that like, like today, it's a random Sunday. You know what I'm going to put on? I'm going to put on Skeleton Key and, and it's okay. There's a couple of frights here and there. Well, it's a, it's, it's again, it starts Kate Hudson. So I'm not trying to be a dick, but like, how great could it be? <laughs> it, it was very entertaining. And the twist, like once that hits you like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. It, it's a lot like Get Out. So I do love Get Out though. I do. I, I was a big fan of it. Just not as um, over, overjoyed as everybody else was.
0: Yeah, that's valid. Um, so how did you first fall in love with the horror genre?
1: Oh my god! I've been a horror fan since basically birth because my family ruined me. Um, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm in my i I'm in my early forties now. So, uh, Exorcist came out when I was a kid. Like I was in single digits. I saw The Exorcist. My family allowed me to see The Exorcist when I was still in single digits. And I remember it was the, still to this day, I that's the scariest movie I've ever seen, The Original Exorcist. It is so scary. And as a, I guess I was four, maybe five, whatever I was, I slept facing my wall for at least two years because in my little child brain, if I turned around, she was sleeping in bed with me. You know, it, it really ruined me. But there was something that that movie did it, it's that fright and i think you understand it's that um like if you're on a ride and you or if you skydive you have that 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 discomfort that the butterflies and in the, in the pit of your stomach there's something joyous about that and i loved that feeling and ever since then i've really liked uh, horror movies
0: very cool i have to admit that i saw the exorcist for the first time last year and i just thought it was hilarious
1: movie was, <gasps> not... <laughs> was so good i'll tell you what here here's your story time kids um, I met Linda Blair in person as an adult. Wow. I have a picture with Linda Blair and I am so uncomfortable. <laughs> I really am. Cause I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, she's a very small person. She's very short. I'm six two. So I'm very tall. And I was so afraid to go up to her and I, I shook her hand and I was, I was almost shaking because she scarred me as a child. <laughs> I, I, I still, I love that movie. That's probably the scariest movie I've, I've ever seen, but I did see it for the first time when I was like four.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that definitely has something to do with whether or not people are into certain movies. So
1: it's mm-hmm.
0: definitely, definitely valid. You'll have to send me that photo with Linda Blair so I can see it. Cause that sounds its amazing. brilliant.
1: You can <laughs> see the fear in my eyes.
0: <laughs> uh, um, so I ask everyone, why do you think people who seem perfectly sane love the horror genre?
1: I think because there's no such thing as perfectly sane. Uh, (laughs) here's here's the one thing you know when there's a serial killer and you're like oh wow the next door neighbor was a serial killer and then they talk to the neighbors they all say the same thing he seems so normal he's very quiet right there's no such thing as as i i guess normal i think everybody has that thing inside them everybody has a little bit of insanity in them i guess you know And some people like vent it with sports. Some people, you know, vent it with like writing or some exercise, whatever it is. I think other people just get that out in horrific ways by watching horrible, terrible, great movies.
0: What is your stance on movies with a lot of gore?
1: I'm okay. So many people confuse horror and gore. I don't like horror movies. What what what? Oh, it's too much. There's so much blood, and say so I'm not into. Yeah, that's gore porn, right? I I'm I'm with it. I mean, it's not my favorite, but I do. Um, I've watched all of these really gory movies because there's something severely wrong with me. But <laughs> I think a lot of people they just assume every scary movie is gore porn. And I'm like, no, you're 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 missing out. You're completely missing out if that's what you think. But um, I'm a fan. Like I, I I'm I'm a fan of John Carpenter. Um, uh, the Thing is one of my favorite movies. It's actually one of my top ten scary favorite scary movies of all time. It's because it has everything. It has everything. It has suspense. It has thrill. It has fear. It has the most gory practical effects I've ever seen. Like I I, I think that movie brilliant. So I am, I'm a fan of, and I'm a zombie guy. So obviously I like some sort of gore.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, So many people who have been guests on this podcast love uh, the thing. I watched it for the first time, maybe a month or two ago. I thought it was really good. Um, I thought the gore was really cheesy. So
1: (laughs) (laughs) there's something about practical effects to me that are significantly scarier than VFX. There's something about the look of an actual piece and I understand completely what you're saying. Like, if you're looking <laughs> at it today, you're like, is, is that scary? Yeah. At the time, mind-blowing.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally, totally understand that. Um, so who would you say are your favorite horror directors, if you have any?
1: Um, I, so I love James Wan. I love his, his eye. I, I, everything he does, like, I get, I hate the word aesthetic because I live in California and it's the most pretentious <laughs> word. Any artists out here use, oh, it's not part of my aesthetic Um, or my artistry. That's another one. But like his aesthetic in his movies, there's something so creepy about everything. I'm always uncomfortable watching everything that he does. And I love that. And uh, another one I think, so I'm not a huge fan of him necessarily, but I'm a huge fan of of, uh, uh, what he did with Dawn of the Dead. Um, Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder is a big, he's very flashy. Sometimes a little bit more flash and substance to me, but I loved what he did with Dawn of the Dead. And also it's an unpopular opinion sometimes, uh, but I love Eli Roth. I'm a huge <laughs> fan of Eli Roth. And it's either, it, so with him, it's like good light, bad light sometimes. But like, I, he's so out there sometimes. I'm, I'm on board. I really am.
0: What is your favorite Eli Roth movie?
1: Oh man. Oh, oh God. Why can't I think of the name? Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad cabin Um, fever cabin fever cabin (sighs) fever is one of my favorite god-awful movies it's terrible but i love it so much like i really do um it's there's something about it that's so off and it's so terrible but it's so brilliant at the exact same time and then there was the there was just a couple of scenes in there that like i can't get out of my brain ever the guy's hand going up the girl's leg oh my god it's just horrific but again it's so bad that it stuck with me forever
0: yeah i saw that movie i think i saw it in theaters when it was out whenever it came out um and then i hadn't watched it again because of the the leg shaving scene
1: (laughs) oh oh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: but i watched it like recently again i was like all right i'm just gonna put it on i'm just gonna the gore wasn't as bad as i remembered that scene was so gross and i still covered my eyes through at least 30 percent of it but it wasn't as bad as i had remembered but i have not seen a lot of eli roth so
1: i I think um in our heads we make things a hell of a lot worse than it really is yeah you know it's like we we have fan fiction in our own brains
0: (laughs) yeah i still have to watch hostile um
1: Oh, but you haven't seen Hostel. I
0: have not seen Hostel because when I go to Europe, I stay in hostels. So I don't know, and I'm not a fan of gore. So I'm always like, Ur. I've listened to other podcasts talk about the plot, so that I know what happens. But I'm like, I just don't know if I can see it.
1: I can explain everything to you. It's gonna hit you different when you see it. Yeah. And I would suggest probably probably don't see that movie for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Until maybe you're done gallivanting in hostels, <laughs> I would probably take a step back and say, you know, th- there's uh, three scenes in there in particular that I'm like, I'm so uncomfortable. There's one with a drill. There's another one with like, oh my gosh, ugh, Achilles tendon. Oh, it's it's a lot. Yeah. But it's it's again, I'm a bit of a gore guy. Sometimes I was in. People hate that movie. I, I was all right with it.
0: Did you see Green Inferno?
1: No. I don't think I've heard of Green Inferno.
0: Oh, okay. It's another Eli Roth movie. Um it's it was inspired by Cannibal Holocaust.
1: <laughs> so. Right. So it's going to be horrific.
0: Yes, except I hope they didn't actually kill any live animals while they were while they were filming it like they did in uh, uh Cannibal Holocaust, which is why I have right. not well, seen think- that movie. <laughs>
1: I think PETA would be all over it, so I yeah. think um, I think I think you're safe to watch that. And <laughs> is it out or is it coming out?
0: Uh, it's old. It's uh, several years old.
1: Okay, cool. Guess what? I'll be doing tonight. I will be watching <laughs> that for sure.
0: <laughs> oh, so that would lead me to my next question. What um, does your wife like horror movies?
1: Okay. Um. Uh. Well, longtime girlfriend, basically okay. wife. We've been dating over ten years. Um, she is one of those, she's one of those people, Allison. she's one of those. I don't like horror because of all the blood. And I'm like, that's not horror, that's gore. It's a completely different genre. So we've been dating over a decade now. Early on the first few years, I'm like, oh, you have to see this movie. Nope, no, nothing horror, nothing. Finally, I broke her down and she was like, all right. And we watched like some of the old school ones. I was like, even if it's horrific, even if it's bloody, it's old school. So it's going to look like a comedy, like The Thing. She yeah. saw The Thing, loved it. And I was like, that's as horrific as these things get. And then it kind of changed the way that she thought. We watched Friday the 13th. We watched Halloween, all of the goods. And it shifted the way she thought. And she's like, oh, I I guess I do like horror movies <laughs> because she, she loved the others. She She loves thrillers. Right, so she loves like horror thrillers, The Conjuring, Insidious. Like she fell in love with those, and I'm like, that's what horror is. She's like, oh, so now she is a huge horror fan. Every October, from October first, uh, the first to the end of the month, every single day we watch a horror movie, and and we have our rhythm, and it's like the best month of the year. It's Shocktober in our household, you know. So she is a huge horror horror movie fan now.
0: Oh, that's awesome! Good job for creating another horror fan.
1: Yeah, right. I, 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 it, had to, it had to happen. Like, it really did.
0: Yeah. Oh, hashtag relationship goals. <laughs> um, so you said you love James Wan. What is your favorite movie from The Conjuring universe?
1: Oh, the first one is perfect. It's just so good. So I have, um, I guess, extended out in that universe is La Llorona. And I told you about La Llorona. The movie itself was adequate adequate movie it wasn't horrible it in no way shape or form was great but my dear friend a very close friend of mine is actually the weeping woman she is la Yarona herself so i have to say that's one of my favorites in that universe but the original conjuring there's something about the feel there's something about every creak every noise every light everything about that movie was made me so uncomfortable but like in the best way yeah. You know, like I, I just like a little bit of that shiver down your spine and like you never really know what's going to happen. And it wasn't jump scares. It wasn't cheesy, you know, like, you know, like a 3D movie. And it's like, whoa, somebody's coming at you with like a pole. And it's like those cheap <laughs> shots that every movie has. The Conjuring didn't necessarily have that. It just had this whole feel about it that I love. So I would say The Conjuring for sure. And then they progressively got, you know,
0: not
1: great but i still kind of there's something about each of them that i love even the really bad ones
0: <laughs> like the nun
1: oh god that's so bad <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah uh the curse of la la Llorona was i thought it was pretty bad the movie la Llorona on chatter is actually pretty good
1: oh right right, right. it's spanish right
0: yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah, yeah I, I haven't seen that one yeah. Um, but I, I, had to go, uh, support my, my friend yes, and it was, uh, it was really, really, really nice. And it's been cool because, <laughs> uh, somebody out in the world got her tattooed on their body at a horror con.
0: Oh, goodness. I that thought is that was not, really cool. That's so cool. But I would not want a tattoo of that on my body.
1: Right. I want a tattoo of me on somebody, you know, I want to do something so great at some point <laughs> and touch somebody so deeply that they're like, you know what? I need Joe tattooed on my body. So hopefully with my Neural Nerds podcast, at some point I'm going to hit that with somebody and somebody's gonna be like, you know what? I need Joe tattooed on my body. <laughs> that's that, that would be, that's, that's my life goal.
0: Um, so as you mentioned before, you are a stroke survivor. If you could make a horror movie about, about a stroke survivor, what do you think that horror movie would entail?
1: Oh my gosh. That, you know, what's funny. I mentioned, um, 28 days later, that intro scene where it's just him and it, the scariest thing about that movie is that he's so alone that's what my first year of recovery felt like i felt like nobody understood i felt like like i'm screaming hello out in the middle of nowhere and it's just me there's something so isolating and uncomfortable and scary about a brain injury it's so wild that's why i'm so thankful for for the community and that's why i'll do anything in my power to help anybody in our community because of the, the isolation and the loneliness. So I think any one of those movies w- would be, um, uh, I, you could make a horror movie about a, a stroke, I guess, and what it feels like in any isolated movie, like the beginning of 28 Days Later. I think that's the perfect description of what it feels like sometimes.
0: Yeah, that, that would be interesting. Have you seen the movie, uh, The Taking of Deborah Logan? No. It's a possession movie about a woman being possessed, but she also has, um, oh God. Why can't I remember? Um, the Where you lose your memory.
1: Oh, uh, wow. Well, I can't. My, okay, so brains, by the way, mine went to necrophilia. Alzheimer's. Not she's not having sex with her bodies.
0: <laughs> uh, she has Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's so she's okay. be, being possessed and she has Alzheimer's, I believe. I think
1: my movie would be significantly worse if she was being possessed and she was a necrophiliac, so you know what i mean that's that, you know what I, I think i'm gonna start writing some fan fiction about that right it's a possession and then now here's the thing <laughs> after the possession are you having sex with the dead bodies because of the possession or were you doing that before the possession see so many questions
0: so many questions <laughs> and so few answers <laughs> oh i'm so sorry to whoever is offended by everything we just said <laughs>
1: Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. All the necrophiliacs out there. We apologize.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would say no offense to people who are into that, but really you should not be into that.
1: Yeah. Look, I guess that in and of itself is a horror movie, you know?
0: Yeah. I think there is a horror movie about necrophilia.
1: Oh gosh. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm good on that one.
0: I'll let you Google that (laughs) after. Um, So have you ever seen a ghost in real life?
1: So here's a weird thing about my family. Apparently, like, an uh, entity follows us, which is really weird. My, Tell me the story. Two,
0: I need to know it immediately.
1: <laughs> I have two older sisters, and I have, my mom, I have a very small family. It's, if, yeah, if you're Puerto Rican, you should have, like, 50. No, it's a very small family. It's just, like, four of us. Um, so my two older sisters were visited by, like, the, the outline of, like, a being. I know it sounds weird, but, like, my mom had the same thing with her. There's like, we don't know if it's a guardian angel, but it's, it's an entity. And we went through some really, really rough, hard times. And in those hard times, this entity would just kind of like show up. And I know that sounds weird. I've never seen this thing. And thank goodness, I don't think I would make it. And I try to talk every once in a while. I'm like, hey, if you're there, cool. Please don't scare me, <laughs> you know? Um, my sister, my eldest sister was pregnant and she was going through some really, really rough times. And she was um, laying down in bed And in the same room with my other older sister, um, who's a few years younger than her, and she said she opened her eyes and she felt like somebody was staring at her. And she looked in the corner and she saw basically the outline, like a shadow of a person, but like moving. There was no person. It was just like this black entity. And then she said she wanted to scream, but she couldn't scream. She opened her mouth and like nothing came out. And then she said the, the entity, this was really creepy, put its hand on her stomach. And she didn't feel like it was there to harm her. She didn't. She said she physically felt the hand on her stomach and then she closed her eyes, started to cry and then that was it. She opened her eyes and entity was gone and it, it was just like this really weird feeling. My other sister had the same thing where an entity was basically the same kind of thing. The black outline was watching over her and in a corner and she said there was a certain amount of calm that she felt. And then my mother had the same thing but it was even deeper where she had the same thing when she was sleeping, but we were like at the worst point in our um, life, I guess. Everything, everything was like horrific. We were living in a basement with like, it's it just this whole horrible thing in New York. And my mom, um, we were going down the stairs into the basement and she smelled like a vanilla pipe. The smoke, the smell. nobody was down there. There's no, and she stopped and she held her heart and she started to cry. Her uncle, who was always like, hey, I'll always be there for you, who had passed away, always smoked a vanilla pipe. Mm. And so she took that as like, he's there watching over us, which was re- really nice. It's also very creepy if you think <laughs> about it. But that is, so I do believe in that. And there apparently has been like an entity that has followed, uh, not in a negative way, has followed my family.
0: Wow, that's really interesting. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you, like, I would not be okay if I saw a ghost, even if they were no. just like there and then gone. Um, I was watching the movie Come Play on Amazon mm-hmm. last night with some with a couple of friends. And um, there's like, there's this thing that's coming out of a book that is on their phone, that's on their iPads. Um, and it's coming out of the book kind of, like it just keeps like right. creeping around the house. Um, and I'm like, I turned to my friends and I'm like, why is she still in this house? Because if I leave my window open and something on my desk blows over and I hear it and I forget that I've left the window open, I'm about two seconds away from lighting a match and leaving, so.
1: <laughs> hey, I, I don't sleep, I, I, and it always bothers me that some people sleep with the closet open. I'm like, don't you know that's where monsters live? Yeah, I'm psychopath, you gotta close that. Um, I used to work at a kid's toy store um, called Zany Brainy. They closed down like years ago. It's like Educational Kids store. Anyways, I ran um, the, the the back room, right? So like I was the, the, the receiving guy. They always said there's some weird stuff that happens back there. The weird noises, it's very creepy. And I'm like, uh, okay. So I remember one day early on, I started hearing some stuff and I'm like, all right, I got to cut this off now. So I was like, hey, I introduced myself. I literally said, hey, my name's Joe. I'm gonna spend a lot of time back here. I'm gonna do my best to stay out of your way you know, I would really appreciate if you just let me get my work done. You know, I appreciate that. And that was it. Like I left it at that. I worked there for, I think, six years. Every single person who had ever worked for that store, which was within those six years, maybe about 150 people, every single one had an incident in the stock room with the, a creepy thing, a noise, a feeling, something falling over. Not once did I ever have one problem. You know, because when I would hear things, I would hear things not like, Ooh, it wasn't anything like creepy or cheesy. I literally heard it sounded like somebody was working. You know what I mean? So like whatever that entity was doing, it's like, Hey, you got your job to do. Go do that. I'm going to do mine. You do your thing. I'm going to do mine. So everybody else kind of freaked out. I never freaked out because I, I respected the other side, I guess, introduced myself and just kind of like did my thing. But it's funny that literally every, without there's not one person that worked there that did not have an incident in the stockroom. room. I never had it. And I was like, guys, you just gotta be cool. Just be cool. Say hey, and then move on with your day.
0: And were they like, are you fucking crazy?
1: <laughs> yes, they looked at me like I was a lunatic. And I'm like, yeah, you're pale and you almost peed yourself. I'm fine. Who's the crazy one?
0: There was an article that came out last summer, I think, that said that horror movie fans were uh, faring better in lockdown than non-horror movie fans. Why do you
1: think that is? because we are psychopaths and we're ready for anything. (laughs) Specifically, I would say zombie horror fans, we're ready. We're like doomsday preppers almost, you know? Like if you ever watch that show, we're like when the shit hits the fan. Um, I think we watch horror movies knowing, look, horror movies, not very many of them and happy and nice. And the journey to get to the end is horrific. So I think we're mentally prepared for as bad as anything can be. You know, we're we're not watching puppies and butterflies, we're watching worldwide pandemics on screen, and zombies come back from the dead and murderers and psychopaths and serial killers. So I think mentally we're prepared a little bit more so than the average person, because there's nothing that's happening now that we haven't seen. Have you seen Contagion? That's a horror movie. Have you seen, um, oh my god, Outbreak? That's a horror movie. So I mean I'm 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 good. I saw this in the '90s with jody Foster. This is just, I'm, I'm I'm ready to rock and roll.
0: <laughs> so true. Uh, so since you're a doomsday prepper, can I assume that you have about a year's worth of toilet paper and lots of canned oh food God. in your house?
1: I'm 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 ready. I'm not a hoarder, but like okay. So I grew up very poor. Like uh, you know, as, as soon as um, that to gets too deep in the family thing. But as soon as my mom left uh, my sperm donor <laughs> um, you know she he had everything so like she had to learn how to be frugal so we learned to hey that's on sale buy a bunch of it so you always have you know when, they, when time to get rough so I'm now a Costco guy because I'm an adult and you know hey let me get a big thing a toilet paper hey it's on sale. let me get another one so like we were prepared over here we, we were good pasta we got all, canned food like not crazy like Doomsday, prep. we don't have like things buried in the backyard, but we were ready at, at no point were we uncomfortable thinking, well, what are we going to do? Are we going to have to like beat up some people for some toilet paper? No, we didn't have to do that. We were fully prepared as best we can, uh, as best we can be during this uh, uh, pandemic. And again, I think that comes from being a zombie horror fan and also playing zombie horror video games like Left for Dead. I'm like, hey, I gotta make sure that I'm prepared. You know, I don't. I watching The Walking Dead. Yeah. I, I don't want to go on many supply runs during this <laughs> pandemic. I never know what's gonna happen. I don't know if those people are infected. I don't want to have to break out a machete. I don't want to do any of this stuff. So I'm just gonna like mentally prepare myself and the house for everything, as they say on Doomsday Preppers, for when the shit hits the fan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you did you ever notice that in all these zombie movies and on The Walking Dead that have been on for? seasons and seasons there's never once an episode about people needing to get toilet paper
1: none also every single one of these things how are these people progressively getting better looking i don't understand that i really don't i'm like look at rick from season one to like the last uh, thing that he was in aside of the fact that his beard came in like he had that long leonidas beard aside of that very attractive man everybody gets progressively better looking as opposed to they start looking more and more like death I think that's the one thing that I would change in these movies. Like you shouldn't go from like Friends season one to like Friends season five, where they went from like, okay, looking to, wow, these people are beautiful. That shouldn't be in in zombie movies and TV shows. It should be like, wow, you look like a human being. And then at the end, wow, you look like warmed over death. That's what I think the progression should be.
0: Well, maybe they, since they don't have to go to work anymore, they're just working out more. So they have all those endorphins and
1: (laughs) they're on the beheading zombies uh workout plan you know it's it's like a (laughs) that's that's a hell of a workout plan
0: Uh, i'm glad we don't have to be out killing zombies right now that's true that's true on the same note have you been watching any pandemic movies during this time
1: so i've tried look we're living through a horror movie we really are. So it's hard to get in that mindset of man. I really want to watch this horrific thing. Um, the the one that I really enjoyed uh, of late, again a zombie one, um, hashtag alive. I've heard was, that's so good. It, it was really good. It's a it's a Korean I believe it's a Korean movie, Chinese movie. I don't know. It's one of, It's it, whatever it is. It's very good. It's it has a little bit of, of humor. It's got a little bit of joy. It's got a little bit of you know horror it overall it was very entertaining and i think it's the perfect watch for like almost all genres during the pandemic you know and Mm -hmm. it kind of shows like oh wow this is kind of what this would be and like i would do that and then you look again i would not do that Mm -hmm. so hashtag alive that that was that was really 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 good i enjoyed that and then i got to see the sequel to uh train to busan
0: oh yeah yeah yeah. i haven't watched that yet
1: but Uh, you haven't seen train to busan
0: i've seen train to busan i haven't seen the sequel yeah
1: okay see okay completely different movie completely different movie train to busan top top 10 easily probably top five favorite zombie movies for me of all time uh peninsula was a completely different okay so did you ever see alien yeah again horror movie so the first alien was a horror movie the second alien was an action movie the first terminator was a horror movie the second terminator was an action movie it's the exact same thing with uh, train to busan the first one was this amazing horror zombie movie the second one is basically an action horror movie so yeah. it's just as not i'm not gonna say just as good it's very good in a completely different way
0: okay that makes sense that that you know sets my my standards for what to expect
1: right okay. do not expect oh train to busan 2 it, it, don't expect that yeah. it, it, they completely shift what the movie is and it's really really good just don't look for train to busan
0: okay yeah um speaking of james wan again have you seen insidious
1: love insidious oh um, god i love insidious i've
0: seen it twice i feel like i have to rewatch it again um because mm-hmm. it's still so creepy there's still so many jump scares oh. that are so effective even though you know they're coming
1: I'll tell you. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. The, 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 the red dude, yeah. oh, like, that one still kind of, and not to be too graphic, it makes my butthole pucker. It does. <laughs> it really, it scared. It scared me so intensely. So what really got me um, about James Wan overall, this just reminded me of uh, the Conjuring. Wait, no, was it the Conjuring or was it? No, wait, was it Sidious? Which is the one with Valak? That's the con that's the
0: Conjuring. Valak is the been Conjuring.
1: Und- the nun okay so it, rewatching his movies you start to see things mm. and the word valak was all over the uh, the conjuring if yeah
0: yeah i've seen that like clip that somebody put on like tiktok or something
1: it's so good um, like it, yeah. in in a book and in the um, uh, the bookshelf yeah. there's like several the letters. letters and they yeah. spell out valak it's the whole thing is brilliant mm-hmm. Um, uh, So I love that insidious. I've seen all just three of them now, right?
0: Um. Yes. Yeah.
1: I love the first one. I almost love the second one, and the third one—it was okay.
0: I didn't see. I don't <laughs> think I saw the third one, but I've seen the first two.
1: The the third one, there's a couple of really really creepy scenes. There's <laughs> something about the the cre- there's like the old dude, and he's just like off in the distance, and you'll see like a silhouette of a guy, and he's just like this waving it's creepy it's very creepy it's just not as it's not as good as the first couple you know it's it's worth a watch
0: okay all right i'll have to see i'll have to confirm that i have not seen it and then rewatch it or watch it for the first time right so so you are from Brooklyn and you lived there for a little while while you're growing up. And I was planning on rewatching movie Rec Room for a Dream this weekend, which is not technically a horror movie, but it's it a is. horror movie. Uh, is that <laughs> the Brooklyn that you grew up in? Because I knew I know that you also grew up uh, in, on Coney Island.
1: Yeah, is I, I, is. I grew up. Um, so Brooklyn was a very hard place to live. Now it's like, oh, it's gentrified. And it's like basically it's like living in California from what I hear. <laughs> um, I OK, so it. Correct me if I'm wrong, the the boardwalk, there's no more boardwalk, right? Uh,
0: No, there is. There's a boardwalk. But they
1: push, did they push sand underneath it? There's no underneath the boardwalk anymore?
0: Yeah, I think that might be correct. I think that's That is
1: the most brilliant thing any human being has ever done. (laughs) Because I knew you don't go under the boardwalk because that's where you'll die. It's not even you'll get hurt. You're going to die. People would just like kill people under there. They would do drugs, like everything. Talk about a horror movie living in, in Brooklyn uh, um, at that time. Um, in Coney Island, I lived on 36th Street and it was an actual crack neighborhood. That's that's what I lived, That's that was my New York. And it's funny, I went back when I was 18, before I moved to Florida, um, I went back for like two weeks and I went to the old neighborhood. And when I left when I was just around 10 years old. So I remember I was a key latch kid, I would just like walk home from school. Horrific idea, by the way. Um, and I remember seeing in the in the um, the puddles, I would see like these little canisters. There's a little little green one. There's a red one. And I was like, oh my god, I want to take them and I want to play with my GI Joes because I thought they were so cool because they were so colorful. Now when I say fistfuls, like hundreds of these things everywhere. Um, when I went back and I was eighteen, I rewalked the same neighborhood. I realized, oh, those were crack vials. I legit lived in a crack neighborhood, which was strange. But then it made a lot of sense when my mom would give me a dime and she would tell me to go to the the bodega, the little uh, uh, corner store and get a cigarette for her. I would get her one cigarette. I would literally like put the dime on the counter and say one Winston light 100, please. And the dude would give me a cigarette and then i would go give it to my mom. So that's kind of where I grew up in New York. (laughs) Kind of a horror movie. If you think about it, especially considering now I'm out here in La La Land.
0: Sounds like a little bit of a horror movie. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you got out. Um, I don't think it's like that anymore. I'm sure there are parts that might still be like that, but anytime I've ever gone to Coney Island or Brighton beach, it's just been a lot of pierogi and hot dogs. So,
1: yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> have you ever
0: seen the movie, the movie Requiem room for a dream?
1: Yes. That is a horror movie. Yeah. And also anybody out there don't do drugs. Drugs are bad. You know, like yeah. literally don't you do, like, why this is what I don't understand about drugs. Like i I'll, I'll i smoke weed. <laughs> it's not drugs to me it's a a plant it's it's a plant it's basically like drinking alcohol but without the hangover (laughs) that's how I feel about it but I don't have an addictive personality what when do you hit a point in life when you're like you know I need to inject this into my body it's just it's such a strange jump to me it's like why can't you just be happy with the high that you have (laughs) you know I have never been stoned and been like you know it would be great on the verge of shitting myself. I, I don't think I've ever wanted to do anything harder than weed. I just I just don't. I don't get it. So yeah kids, don't do drugs.
0: Yeah, th- that has been your PSA for today. Yeah. I've never I've never I've never smoked weed and then been like, you know what would be great next? Meth.
1: <laughs> you know, you know what? I feel like I had too many teeth in my mouth. You know, let's rectify that. Let's do some meth. Like yeah. what's I I I make the it's kind of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> and I've offended several people because apparently so many people know people who have done heroin. It, it's so wild. What what great story starts with? All right, so we started to do heroin, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's been if you hear, oh, hey, so we had like a case of beer. It's like, oh, okay, there's going to be some, you know, some fun knucklehead story behind this. Or hey, so like we got we we went, we got a bag of weed. You know, it, every story starts with like something okay i know where this is gonna go what amazing story have you ever heard started with all right so we did a little bit of heroin right no that story is obviously gonna end up in either you od or you shit the walls you know what i mean there's no in between (laughs) there's no great heroin story there's just not and if you don't believe me watch requiem for a dream
0: seriously they should be showing that to like every junior high schooler serious yeah
1: Um... if you ever think about doing heroin, look at Jared Leto's arm. Just do that. Yeah. Just do that. Uh, Oh Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm so uncomfortable.
0: (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Uh, So what was the last horror movie that you watched?
1: The last horror movie was, oh man. Man. Well, good horror movie or just horror movie? Just horror movie
0: in general. (laughs) Give me the the best and the worst.
1: I think uh, the last one that I watched was um, uh, Hashtag Alive. I was really happy with it. I was really, I was really, really happy with it, you know, because it had been a while. It had been a while before, like, I saw anything, um, and what, the last one that, like, I just wasn't thrilled with, I think I watched, oh, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. I'll give you Felice, my significant other. I'll give you her. I hate everything. Why did you waste my time making me watch this? Um, she- I love it. She hates it. House of a Thousand Corpses
0: oh okay i haven't i have never seen that i kind of want to watch it because it's like had such like a particular following but i have not you do seen that
1: you do you absolutely want to see it you do <laughs> it's i i love it i love it and i actually love the sequel too. devil's rejects I, i'm a fan of both of them she hated everything literally everything about it but i make her watch it every year every year i have to
0: oh you're you're such a good partner
1: I, I do my best. Also, I look the way that I do. She looks the way that she does. I, I, I got to make up for it somehow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so on the on a similar note, how do you decide what, what to watch when you're looking for a horror movie to watch, whether it's a rewatch oh or something new?
1: It is, I, Allison, it's a fucking process. Oh that's my what, God.
0: That's what everyone says when I ask them that.
1: So I will always, my go-to for everything, zombie horror I could watch zombie horror all day every day anytime it's like well what do you want to watch you know we can watch dawn of the dead any of like night of the living dead any any of those I can watch all day every day no matter what well we just saw it yesterday yeah let's watch it again it turns into well have you seen this no well are you into this well how about this and then we're we then spend 45 minutes watching trailers of all of these movies before yeah. settling in on something. So it's like legitimately a process. It's like you watch a movie of trailers <laughs> before you sit down and actually watch the
0: movie. Uh, do you have an account on Letterboxd? No. That's how I keep track do of what I... I need to watch. It it's, you just keep track oh, of like no, what you've chaos. watched and what you wanna watch. Um, so you love zombie movies. Have you seen the movie, uh, The Girl with All the Gifts? Look oh,
1: so good
0: i know so good oh
1: my god that movie is absolutely brilliant and if you don't think so just watch the trailer the trailer alone is everything that you need to know about the movie and then you watch the movie and you're like how is the movie significantly better than the trailer when the trailer was so damn good i yeah. love that movie <laughs> that movie was so that little girl was an amazing actress too
0: oh my god she was so good
1: yeah. Yeah. For, she, she is the best kid zombie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: I wonder what she's doing now. I wonder if she kept on acting after that or if she was like, I've peaked.
1: I think she was like, you know, I'm a method actress and I'm just going to feast on human flesh. I think that's what she did. I think that's how she got into character.
0: <laughs> oh goodness. Hopefully maybe she'll hear this and then she'll be able to be like, Oh, well actually.
1: Actually, I didn't eat humans. <laughs> I ate faux humans. <laughs>
0: yeah. um, uh, a really unique kind of zombie movie that I saw um, at the beginning of the pandemic was the movie uh, The Cured. Have you seen that?
1: Why does that sound familiar?
0: It is I a, saw... It's a horror movie that, that is about what happens after there is a cure that has been found and all of the people who were zombies are turned back to normal people, but the people, they don't forget uh, like what they did and everyone who was never a zombie still hates them.
1: British movie? Irish. I believe. Irish. Irish, yes. And it follows yeah. the one dude? Yeah. Yes. I thought it was a brilliant tweak on a genre that could yes. get boring. It's not that I get, I don't get bored with it, but I get that it's the same thing. It's the same yeah. it's an outbreak it's the thing you know uh 28 days later that they, oh they're infected and that was with rage so like i i love their take on yeah but what if you could bring them back you know yeah. i thought that was brilliant i thought that was so good
0: yeah i thought it was so interesting i was telling everyone to watch it after after i saw it i was like oh that's something that's not been done before with zombies
1: yeah, yeah. what's funny is like so uh, like you know i love zombie movies which of course then turns into i make my girlfriend love zombie movies for Valentine's Day years ago whenever warm bodies came out that's what we saw on Valentine's Day huh. which I thought even to this day that is another brilliant take on the zombie genre how do you how do you how do you fix zombies love that's how yeah. you fix them with love
0: oh <laughs> i love that movie it's so sweet
1: isn't it it's the it's it's strange because it's a zombie movie and yeah. some of the visuals they're horrific
0: yeah i haven't seen it in a really long time but it's a it's it's a retelling of Romeo and Juliet. You his just name blew is, my mind. Yeah, his name is R and her name starts with a J or something.
1: What? Okay, officially blown away. That's yeah. awesome. Oh my yeah, yes. Okay, yeah. I have two movies to watch tonight because I'm gonna rewatch that again.
0: You're welcome. Um <laughs> Have you ever, back when we were allowed to go into movie theaters, uh, have you ever had any noteworthy experiences seeing a horror movie in theaters?
1: Yeah, yeah but probably for the wrong reason. I oh, I gave him a chance. M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> I gave him a chance. Because, okay, so I never got to experience the brilliance of The Sixth Sense.
0: Oh, Okay. How come? Because
1: I have idiot friends <laughs> and my idiot friend ruined the oh. movie for me. He, oh. and, and if you haven't seen The Sixth Sense, again, what rock do you live under? Um, I was getting, re- I was literally in transit to go see the movie. He's like, oh my God, you're going to be blown away when you find out he's been dead the whole time. I, I, the, it just, I didn't understand why somebody would do that but so I didn't get to enjoy the brilliance of that moment. And it's an all time brilliant moment. So I went to see the village. I saw the trailers and I'm like, I am in, I am 100% in. And then the movie started. Creepy, visually it was really good. It started building the story. As soon as it got maybe just over halfway through, maybe two thirds of the way through, I started thinking, if they're in a fucking park, I'm done. I literally the tail end, I, in my, I was like, if if they're in like fucking Yellowstone Park, if they're in Yosemite, I, I will never watch another movie this dude does. And then what happens? Spoiler alert, They're in a fucking park. The whole movie was it, I, <laughs> and the this is what was memorable about seeing it in theaters. A sea of groaning that happened. The, oh every uh, single person in the theater felt what I felt and it was this beautiful shared experience <laughs> that I had uh, that was the most memorable horrific moment I've ever had for a horror movie in a theater
0: oh yeah that's totally that's totally valid yeah um I can't wait until we can see movies in theaters with lots of people again
1: Oh, I, I have another M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> well, we, we were at the theater and we were watching something, whatever movie it was, and there was a trailer. It was, <laughs> have you seen the the trailer for Devil? No. The M. Night Shyamalan movie? It was, mm-hmm. It's called Devil. So the trailer was fire. The trailer was so good. It was like, oh, it was creepy. And it was like, oh, wow, this is, what, what could it be? It's so strange. It looks so It looks so uncomfortable. And then like, it went boom, it went red. And then it said devil. And then it said by M. Night Shyamalan, the entire theater started to groan (laughs) because it was like, and then M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, everybody understands that. Yeah, the trailer might look good, but that movie is going to be like water trash, which I saw it. That movie was water trash.
0: Oh, um, have you seen uh, the movie, The Visit by M. Night Shyamalan?
1: Yes. Yes, I did. I wanted it to be better than it was. Okay. Like right. I wanted Because again, trailer, amazing. Amazing. My favorite part is when the old man has a gun like next to his mouth. And he's like, oh, no, 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 nothing. I just thought that was brilliant. <laughs> that still makes me uncomfortable today. And then uh, you're getting in the oven. Uh, it, the whole thing, the whole thing. It's not there. <laughs> oh, the camera was off. And, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I, I, wanted, it... I wanted more, I guess. I just yeah. wanted more.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought the visit, I thought the visit was pretty good. At least it was better. It was better than like the village and the happening. So.
1: Uh, the happening might've been better if it wasn't for Mark Wahlberg.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah,
1: true. It, 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 Cause <laughs> everything he does is almost like a question, you know, uh, the way he acts. It's very weird. It's very weird. You know, <laughs> I, I, again, the happening, I want it to be significantly better than it was too. There's a certain amount of creep and discomfort that I love that he has. He just needs to work with somebody. He needs to do two thirds of a movie. And then when it comes to the last third, just hand it over, you know? He'll be like a quarterback. I'm going to give it to the running back. The running back's going to take it to the end zone. That's what we need.
0: All right. All right. Maybe that would work. Um, I think <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan has a new movie coming up this year called Old.
1: Oh, I saw the trailer. No, Old. It's called Old. Yeah. Nope.
0: Um, <laughs> no, you're not even going to give it a try?
1: Not even going to give it a no, try. You're because out. even the trailer looks like trash.
0: Oh, okay. Well, then maybe it's going to be flip.
1: Oh, that's true.
0: The movie's going to be really good. And he's like, a nice
1: Shyamalan twist. Trailer looks like trash. (laughs) Movie's going to be amazing. Yeah, we figured it out. We figured out the the, the pattern.
0: Uh, (laughs) So there were a number of movies that were postponed last year due to the pandemic. Which one were you Uh, most upset that has been postponed?
1: Oh, it's a tie between Halloween and Candyman. I'm so excited for both of them. Like I I, I really am, you know. Um I, I love Halloween. I love everything about it. Also, I've had several run-ins in California living in California and in, in LA with Jamie Lee Curtis, which is awesome. Oh, like cool. I kind of see her like a lot. It's weird, <laughs> you know, be like at a thing. And I'm like, oh, it's like she's like she's like right there. <laughs> you know, it's uh I, I'm a I'm a huge fan of uh the Halloween series. So I'm I'm really, really I can't honestly, I just can't wait to see what they What they do with it, you know, I'm I'm excited about that. And Candyman, I'm just, I'm a Candyman fan, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm jazzed to see what the next evolution of Candyman is going to be.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely interested because it takes place in current times where they have gentrified the area, correct? Hmm.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It should be really interesting. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Hopefully, I will be vaccinated by the summer, so then I can go to a movie theater and not have to worry about dying. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah right yeah we don't want to live the horror movie we just want to watch one
0: yeah yeah <laughs> so are there any horror movies that you love that people generally don't like or are there any unpopular horror movie opinions that you hold
1: um uh, i guess house of a thousand corpses is one of my favorite movies but that's a very hot topic with you like, no it's it's hor- it's terrible it's not okay <laughs> it's, it's not great I'll give people that it's not great i just love it you know i obviously i want a little bit more from it but i i'm a huge fan and again my, my significant other she hates she literally every year it's the exact same thing she's like why do you keep making me watch this movie it's so good it's to me it's so good i mean it has chris hardwick in it it has rain wilson who's in it like these are are great great movies um i i, I don't think i have unpopular unpopular well it's not an unpopular opinion it's just I think um oh my god uh Midsommar might be the scariest movie I've ever seen because it's so uncomfortable yeah have you seen have you seen Midsommar
0: oh yeah of course yeah yeah
1: that movie can fuck right off it's it makes me feel so weird (laughs) it's like the bear oh god everything about that makes me feel so uh, uncomfortable and people like oh it's brilliant I was like I don't know if it's brilliant or if it's terrible, I just know it might be the scariest thing I've ever seen.
0: Yes. Well, it somebody could say that it's terrible because they give away the entire plot of the movie several times. Yes. Which is very creative because I didn't catch on to it any of the times that I've watched it. Um, apparently, audiences in Sweden thought it was a dark comedy. They laughed their way through it.
1: I have a, survi- a, a stroke survivor friend from Sweden. And I, I was talking to her about Mitz Omar and she was like, yeah, I don't understand why that's a horror movie. And I was like, are you serious? I was like, I'm never coming to visit you. Apparently, all the visuals in that movie, that's just like a day in a life. They just do that kind of like all the time. Yeah. So if you ever want to live a horror movie, go visit Sweden. You might end up in a bear suit in an oven.
0: This is why I stay in cities when I travel because I've been to Stockholm. It's very lovely. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's so pretty. Um, it's a little bit pricey. Because, you know, those Nordic countries are very pricey, but right. it's, it's lovely and everyone's very nice. So I don't oh, know, man, it. it's
1: that accent makes me feel like they're going to just do horrific things to me. You know, <laughs> like there's, there's something about it. There's something about it.
0: Well, if, if there was a, you know, Swedish gentleman who looked very nice, I might let him just do anything to me.
1: Um. <laughs> I can't say the same. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, if you could remake or reimagine one horror movie, which one would it be?
1: Oh, man. Remake or reimagine. Wow. You know, I think it's long overdue that um, a, a Hellraiser movie gets reimagined because I think Hellraiser is brilliant. I, I think just it needs to be updated and I think it needs fresh eyes put on the project because imagine what somebody can do today. With what we've seen uh, Halloween turn into, you know, I I think it's great what Candyman is going to turn into. If the same thing can happen for Hellraiser, I would be on board like a million percent. So I think Hellraiser is the one. Because Hellraiser is another one of those where I'm like, I just wish, I just want a little bit more, right? And I think today, if it was done the right way, like it could be everything that I wish it could be.
0: I've heard, I've actually never seen Hellraiser. For some reason, I own the DVD and it's in my DVD collection. I don't know why, but I've never watched it. And I've heard that it's just interesting or good. And then I've heard that it's very sexist.
1: For sure, without question. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe drop some of that. But I think an updated version of that would be great. I I really do. I think it could be, I mean, Pinhead is one of the greatest horror villains ever. And they never really did much, he just, he just kind of looked cool. You know, <laughs> pinhead is basically horror eye candy. <laughs> uh, oh,
0: well, that leads me into my last question. Um, if you had to spend quarantine with one horror villain, who would it be?
1: Oh, without, without question, it would be Freddy Krueger. I'll tell you why. Freddy Krueger, he really seems like a fun guy. <laughs> 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 have, you have all these other guys, he's murderers, he's like just creepy, disgusting things. And they always seem so angry, right? (laughs) On the other hand, you have Freddy Krueger. The guy likes to party, you know? Like, he likes to have fun. You're in quarantine. Do you really want to be sitting down with, like, just this brooding, angry dude? Or do you want to hang out with Freddy Krueger who's (laughs) going to be cracking jokes? I I would smoke a joint. I would drink a beer. I would party with Freddy Krueger all day, every day during quarantine. So definitely Freddy Krueger. (laughs)
0: Uh, That that makes sense or I don't I don't know if that's an appropriate response to that but I get it I think my guest (laughs) my guest last week she also said Freddy Krueger um so that's that's really interesting and I have to admit that yeah I'll introduce you on Twitter um when I was in second grade we had a class hamster and we named him Freddy after Freddy Krueger who I'm sure none of us eight-year-olds knew who Freddy Krueger really was but I had a hamster named Freddy so.
1: See, because there's something cool about Freddy Krueger.
0: Yeah, I guess this
1: so. Something to, to men, women, children. Yeah, I love Freddy. You know, it, yeah. it, look, if you're gonna murder somebody, why not crack jokes? <laughs> that's a horrible thing to say. <laughs>
0: oh well, on that note, thank you so much for being here. This was so much fun. Do you want to tell everyone where they can find you on the internet?
1: Oh, you can, you can find me on the interwebs at Joe. So rocks on all the socials, J O E S O R O C K S. And you can also follow my uh, podcast, the NeuroNerds uh, podcast on Instagram, uh, the NeuroNerds.com, Joe. So rocks.com. It's my blog. Um, I'm pretty cool, dude. Say hi. If you know anybody with a brain injury, send them my way. If not, you just want to talk about nerdy stuff. Hit me up.
0: Awesome. I will put links to all of your socials in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here. I will see you around soon, I'm sure.
1: Oh, thank you so much. This, this has been great. This has been so much fun. And uh, uh, yeah, th- th- this was literally my, my weekend has been made. I appreciate you so much.
0: Uh, I'll talk to you soon. That's it for this week's episode of Who's There. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Joe Borges and thanks again to Joe for coming on. You can find links to all of his socials in the show notes. And if you haven't checked out his podcast, the Nerd the neuro nerds make sure you do ASAP as always we'd really appreciate it if you could take a second to rate and review and review us on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to our feed wherever you listen to us thank you to everyone who's already left us a review we really appreciate it as it really helps people find us and we want to reach horror fans everywhere you can follow us on Twitter at who's there Pod, or on Instagram at Who's there Podcast. or if you have any questions comments concerns horror movie recommendations or if you'd like to be a guest shoot us an email at thewhosetherepod at gmail.com Until next time, stay scary and wear a mask.